Music from the Netflix film Army of the Dead was written by multi-platinum producer, musician, composer, and educator Tom Holkenborg. The album, released via Milan Records, features Holkenborg's music supporting the zombie heist film directed by Zack Snyder. Tom Holkenborg is here with us to discuss Army of the Dead and his music. Hi Tom, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Of course. Tom, your versatility as a composer and your thirst for innovation have put you on the edge of contemporary music and have you as one of the most in-demand film composers around. Can you talk about how you approach music as well as your compositional process and workflow? I grew up in a very musical family where my mom played various instruments, so did my dad and so did my sister. And then I had a couple of nephews that had very broad musical tastes from the who to like the early disco to funk to experimental prog rock like Pink Floyd to really well arranged pop songs like the life album of Neil Diamond, Hot August Night, recorded I think here in LA. So my mom listened to classical music. My dad listened to the Beatles and the Stones, especially Elvis Presley. We watched musicals, we went to ballet performances. So I grew up not necessarily liking each piece of music that I was exposed to, but I just admired the pure craftsmanship that went into it. I mean, I've never been a fan of Mozart from a musical standpoint of view, playing it to enjoy it. But I respect this composer so much, the way that he wrote, his counterpoint writing, you name it. I mean, it was mind-boggling to me how brilliant it was. And the same with Bach. I'm not playing fugues for fun, but I studied them to enjoy a crazy mathematician, musician at work. And that's how I grew up. My musical style that I really loved always was gravitating towards experiment. So the first record that I got as a gift from one of my nephews was Dark Side of the Moon when it came out in 1974. And I was seven years old. I loved the record and in my mind I played so many hypothetical movie clips that could go with that. At the same time, in my teens, I developed a love for films and also I geared towards music in films that was a little bit more experimental or new. So if you ask me in the mid 80s, what do you think of Star Wars? I would say I love the movie, but the music was okay, I guess. And But in hindsight, studying that music, I can say how brilliant for me, John Williams is like on a different planet when it comes to counterpoint writing and orchestration and everything. But it was not the music that I was gearing towards from a musical standpoint of view. I was way more into the experimental side of things and what could be done. I went through that same process as a producer, engineer, and eventually as an artist is to always look for experiments, but to a certain extent, creating experimental music, but something that could be understood and consumed by more people than just that one eccentric music fan here and there. And I think that explains my success. I'm willing to experiment, but I'm also not forgetting the movies that I'm making music for. Max is an experimental movie, but the music I made for it is also experimental in nature. It's not something that people just have to close their ears and only a few fanatics would potentially enjoy it in the the film experience. So I always keep that in mind. The process of composing is very different for me from movie to movie. Clearly, a movie like Mad Max that I just mentioned was so driven by drum rhythms because of the drummers. 
and the crazy guitar player that those were very important instruments to start with on almost each piece whereas other movies like black mass with johnny depp was a movie that was more sound design in nature and some strong cello melodies so i had a cellist in my studio and we talked about ideas for melodies and we practiced it together with some sound design and that's where the idea was decided it's like okay let's do it like this or let's write the theme like this with terminator it started in recreating sounds and creating metallic sounds that would echo the score of brad fidel with alita everything was melodic driven so it started on a piano just really writing solid melodies and harmonies that go with it before starting to arrange with justice league it's hand in hand it's like on one hand really strong themes needed to happen which were partly written on the guitar partly on the piano and a lot of music was really derived from sounds experiments i call myself a full contact composer which means that i want to be physical touching knobs turning knobs playing instruments but also full contact in the sense that i want to control every step of the process including recording including mixing including mastering including developing unique instruments for this project including developing unique software to use on this project There are many different angles how I look at the start of a project. Like for instance, what I said earlier when we started talking is that right now I'm building my own tube amplifiers, my own guitar pedals to create something that I cannot buy in a store for a project that I will be working on as part of like, I need to do this first before I can start writing to make sure that I have a sound that is not just your standard distortion pedal or your distortion this or a chorus pedal. It needs to be unique in nature and once it's unique you start simply playing different you start writing different because everything is different and that's the experiment that i like let's discuss army of the dead this is your latest collaboration with zack snyder you've worked with zack most recently producing the epic score for justice league as you pointed out one of the longest film scores ever recorded your history with zack goes back to 2014 with 300 Rise of an Empire. You've also worked on Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, as well as Godzilla vs. Kong. When asked about Army of the Dead, you were quoted as saying, a zombie heist movie in Vegas with Zack and Netflix. How could I say no? Exactly. He has a very open personality. It's great to have brainstorm sessions with him. What could be great? In the case of Army of the Dead, it's the first time in the collaboration with me and Zach that I actually started writing music before he started filming. I wrote a few themes and then halfway through the filming process I drove to Albuquerque and I played him some stuff there and I was also able to see the set and meet some of the actors and that is a really interesting concept. It's something that I remember seeing as a kid between Ennio and Sergio Leone where Sergio Leone would just like give the script to Ennio and then he would write some melodies and he would play it to Sergio and Sergio would read the scene and he would say oh can you read 
repeat that again because I'm going to make the scene longer. And then he would play it on the set with the actors. And I remember seeing that documentary about Once Upon a Time in America. And I was like, wow, that is so amazing. And once I got into film scoring, I never understood the process. Why a composer would come in six to eight weeks before the deadline where the film is pretty much done. You just have to start from scratch creating music, but there's not a lot of interaction at that point between the film being shot, being edited, and what you are doing. And so I always start early on each and every movie. I'm currently working with George Miller on a smaller film and the same thing, I wrote the two major themes for this movie before he started shooting. Uh, when I did Godzilla vs Kong, I wrote the theme for Kong and Godzilla before they started shooting. It is an organizational mess because it means that you write a month or six weeks to eight weeks of music, then you go away for a year or a year and a half, and then when the movie starts getting compiled, you come back and finish it. So it takes a lot of organizational planning and thinking to make that work, but it's so gratifying when it does, and it means that there's more room for or interaction between picture and music and that sometimes actors can listen to the score you will be writing for that scene so they can listen to it and they can get into a certain mindset where it's like oh this is the music that will be playing over the scene so it will not be the same obviously but it will have the tone it will have the theme it will have things like harmony it will have the concept of the score and I hope I can keep doing this for the future films as well and just to give a little backstory, Army of the Dead takes place following a zombie outbreak that has left Las Vegas in ruins and has walled off the city from the rest of the world. Now you thought it would be a great chance to have some fun and sort of re-examine what a zombie movie could really sound like. More or less. When I read the script, Zach said to me, yes, there's zombies and yes, it takes place in Vegas and yes, it will be crazy at times. But he said, there are two storylines you really should focus on and that is the relationship between Scott and Kate. Scott is the guy who leads the expedition and Kate is his daughter with the backstory of the mom not being there. And the second story is between Athena and Zeus which are the two zombie main characters, if you will. Zeus is like the alpha zombie, the alpha male, and Athena is his wife. And so he told me to really focus on those two relationships. So it meant that after reading the script, I wasn't necessarily grabbing my horror playbook oh let's do something typical horror because that is not what these stories are all about and funny enough it became a more sound design score but then with themes in a different sense that they are more emotional in nature and actually not as necessarily aggressive and the idea with the zombie relationship between Athena and Zeus was to create something that is almost like mesmerizing because they look so impressive in a way beautiful but at the same time they're lethal there's always that undercurrent of something that is like fighting what the music is doing and the same with Scott and Kate father daughter relationship so it is an emotional piece with ethereal voices of the mom talking from the afterlife to the both of them but their relationship is sour and it's not great so there is also an underlying current of uneasiness it was really like how do you play with 
discomfort, emotion and uneasiness and beauty and something spiritual at the same time. That was a unique exercise. Just to flesh it out a bit, so you've got Scott, who's the zombie war hero who's flipping burgers, and he's approached by the casino boss, who has the ultimate proposition that they break into the zombie quarantine zone and retrieve $200 million that's sitting in a vault beneath the Vegas Strip before the city is nuked by the government, which is going to happen in the next 32 hours. So with the clock ticking, this ragtag team of experts goes in for the heist. How do the cues illustrate all that? When the cut was a little longer, I scored all the emotional scenes first between Scott and Kate. And then the darker side of Zeus in his emotional state that he finds out his wife, his queen is killed and that he finds out that she was carrying their unborn zombie child, if you will. And the hate that comes from that. Those were the sections that I focused on first. And then I started focusing on some important beats in the film that needed a clear underscoring. Uh, so one of the things is the team coming together and how to create a vibe, a musical answer, texture for them going there as a group. The other thing that was important that without being too forceful, but we wanted that public perception was somewhat gonna shift after Athena gets brutally beheaded by one of the crew members. So the sympathy of the viewer is shifting from the humans towards the zombies, at least for a good amount of time. We're rooting actually for the zombies to be successful. Yet Scott is so likable and so is his daughter that we need to stay with them. But with some of the other team members of Scott, we can potentially do without, and we are actually feeling some sort of a gratification when the zombies take them out. That was an interesting playing game, if you know what I mean. And then at the same time, there was always that ticking clock underneath. Tom, the films that you've scored for have grossed over $2 billion at the box office. Films, as you mentioned, like Mad Max, Deadpool, The Dark Tower, Tomb Raider, Terminator, Sonic the Hedgehog, and your monster hits with Zack, such as Justice League and Godzilla vs. Kong. Sounds like you're having a good time in Hollywood. <laughs> it's great. I mean, I also have to say that I uh, feel really blessed to live here and the people that I've worked with in Hollywood are such smart people and they have a really great sense of creativity, what to do with film, what to do with music, or, or for that matter, what to do with life. Some people I've never even worked with, but I have a really warm relationship with, including somebody like J.J. Abrams. And I was really blessed to then, after working with a few different composers to learn the craft of film scoring, uh, the two I would like to mention is Harry Gregson Williams and Klaus Bedelt. And then eventually I came in contact with Hans and you know we really hit it off and we liked each other and we started working together. That has been such a blessing for me, you know, to see Hans at work and to learn the politics of things, to learn how to run meetings, what a picture needs, what is required for a good film score. I didn't need to learn from Hans how to write music or how to do things, but it was everything else. And the most important lesson I learned from him, or the most important thing he said to me, was in 2013 when he hit me on the back and he said, 
said, okay, now do it on your own. You're going to be great. <laughs> you know, and that's what I needed to hear. I do have a lot of fun and I feel seven years now in my career, so blessed to have worked with Peter Jackson, James Cameron, Robert Rodriguez, Tim Miller, George Miller, and Zack Snyder. I mean, the list is insane for me. And if you would have told me in 2000, Tom, in 20 years, you will have worked with these people and done film scores, I would be, nah, get out of here. You know, it's just like, I wouldn't believe you. As the creator of the Score Academy and the Artes Conservatorium in your home country, the Netherlands, as well as the YouTube series Studio Time, you're very involved in music education and also you're an active advocate in breaking down the barriers of entry in the world of film composition. Well, this also started with my mom. She was a music teacher. She made her money with music. And at night, she would teach kids from less fortunate families and not charging any money. And so that's already how I grew up. And it was such a natural thing for me that when I got asked in 2005 to join Artes, which is the biggest music university in Holland with, I think, five or six thousand students every year to help them set up a four-year course which is called music and media and it basically touches on everything of modern music including film scoring sound design even coding to write plugins game music and video game scoring commercials everything electronic music i did that for 10 years and uh, then we parted ways because uh, the study got really successful with students from china uh, scandinavia from the us they came from everywhere so it was time to move on to do something else and so me and a few people here have been brainstorming what would be great to do you know we talked about doing something with the, the regular universities here in the US and there was interest to do that and then at a certain point the idea was born of studio time studio time is the YouTube channel in which I explain how I work I answer questions from people about anything really that's why it's called ask me anything thing based on the, the reddit series and sometimes they're very personal in nature how do you balance life with family life with your work life how often do you see your kids to what hard drives are the best to stream your sample libraries what server units do you use how do you write a melody what synthesizers do you like to use i only have 150 bucks to spend what shall i get it goes everywhere and it's so gratifying. The internet can be really a cesspool of hate, and this channel is not. It's just like a community of people that help each other. Also, a lot of people on there answering questions to each other. And I upload roughly 30 to 40 videos a year. Right now, we have a few hundred hours of content on there. And what's so great is that it is for free. It's commercial free. That's what education should be. Coming from Holland, where it is for free. I feel that is the right way. Big civilizations have been built upon the idea that information was always available for free and that information was shared. The fact that I'm setting up this YouTube channel does not make me special. It's weird that other people are not doing it. And that's how I'm looking at it. And you shouldn't be paying $80,000 a year to go to some fancy university here in the US. I think it's insane. It should be available for everybody. And that's what it's like in Holland and in lots of European countries.
I'm not trying to change the culture here, but at least I can start these YouTube series and offer this free information that I have. And I'm not considering myself a master composer that would tell you how everything works. I just love what I do and I show people what I do. And the Score Academy is a physical education hub in my studio where actually two students a year can study for free for a full year, physically being there and being part of my team to see how things are done and to see what a life of a composer is. They join me to meetings, they talk to the other assistants, they can have their own type of exercises, working on some of these really big movies that I'm working on to try things and to learn and to see how things are done. It was such a pity that we were well into our second year of the Score Academy and then COVID hit. So we had to stop the physical parts, but I can't wait until everything is open again and we can pick that up again. The first Score Academy year, we had somebody who came from Iraq, but lived in Switzerland. And the second year we had a guy from Sydney and we had a girl from Taiwan. And so it's super international and various backgrounds and the more diverse the more interesting it is actually tom holkenborg thanks for coming on the podcast to discuss your music and your great score for army of the dead thank you so much it's a joy to be here and i salute all the great work that you're doing interviewing all these composers and focusing so much on film music thank you so much Viva!